Hello and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast. Today we'll be discussing Masonic titles in the British Columbia and Yukon and in the jurisdiction of Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. Matthew Apple, and I am a member of a lodge in the Grand Lodge of Washington, and I have with me Stephen Chung, who is a member of a lodge in the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon, and David Colbeth, also of Washington. Thanks for coming down, you guys. Happy to be here. Likewise, likewise. Good to see you guys. So tonight we thought it would be interesting to discuss sort of some of the differences between the titles and the uh, Grand Lodge uh, positions in the two different jurisdictions. Because just because we're all Masons and we all uh, believe the same things or uh, are of the same tenets doesn't mean that we do all the things administratively the same. So we just thought it'd be interesting to address. So technically, I should say, I am very worshipful brother Matthew Apple, and I am the deputy of the Grand Master in District 2 of the Most Worshipful Grand Lodge of Free and Accepted Masons of Washington, which is a whole long title, and I just prefer brother, personally. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Well, that's one of the cool things in the ritual. It talks about, I think it's actually in the Lodge Officer's Handbook here in Washington. But once, you in, once you introduce everybody, it's so fun to watch the master introduce all the guys because he'll go through and he'll introduce the, the new brother and the masters and the past masters and the deputies and the Grand Lodge Officers and the Grand, you know, the grand Line and all that. And then he, said, then he goes back and he <coughs> says, has to say it again. You know, please help me welcome these brothers, worship brothers, very worship brothers, right worship brother. You know, and you don't have to do that. You can just say brethren. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I actually. Yeah, well, there, there's that. Go ahead, Steve. Okay, well, there's, and there's a difference of opinion in that too. Um, so the rule, the rule that I know it to be, or has been explained to me to be, is that, Inside the lodge room, you have to use the titles. Outside the lodge room, you don't. You can go with brother. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been corrected several times. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. how I think too. Is if you're in a Masonic setting, if you're in a tile lodge or at an event, and then yeah, you use the title. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah, if lodge is open, uh, I'm all for the titles. If it's not, I sign my emails, Matt. You know, I don't feel the urge to be, you know, that any different than anybody else there who's working in the quarries personally. Yeah. Well, you, you, you know, the, the saying is from the ranks you rose, right, to the ranks you shall return, right? So, you know, you start off as a brother, and yes, you go and do all these great things for a lodge and the Grand Lodge, and, and which can earn you titles. And, uh, but eventually you go back down to being just a regular member again, uh, or has been, as they call it. Um, <laughs> 
and sometimes those titles change after in in, in BC. But um, that's my opinion. Anyways, I, I I I'm all for just going back to brother. So if we're going back to brother, I guess the question is, where are you coming from? So if you have a um, what are the different titles I will, that are I will take are, you where I left you. In I will take you where I left you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was never very proficient with the titles because I was never a title collector. So I never paid a whole lot of attention. Um, but in as well, I, I think it's the same in your jurisdiction. You get worshipful brother once you become a worshipful master of your lodge. Um, and that one just always sticks with you. Where I think it differs is when you guys go into the Grand Lodge offices. And um, like you guys are both, well, Matt, you're the current district deputy Grand Master. So, and your title is a very worshipful. Yes. Right. And. Our current district deputy grandmaster is a right worshipful, and uh, um, the guys who are uh, appointed, like the, the grand uh, persuader, okay, he's a very worshipful because he was an appointed, non-elected, or type position, right? Um, how is it when you're in your Grand Lodge line with that? Uh, our, our, generally speaking, our appointed Grand Lodge officers don't get a new title. So if you were a Worshipful Brother and you get made the Grand Tyler, you're still a Worshipful Brother. And if you're a very Worshipful Brother like, like uh, David is, you would still be very Worshipful Brother. He just sort of carries on from what it was before. Oh, okay. I think so they don't... I, I, think, the general rule, I'm sorry, I think the general rule in Washington is... Except for one, uh, you retain the highest level of title you ever receive. The only exception, I think, is in if you're a special deputy, if you're assigned as a special deputy and not as the true district deputy, then you only hold the title while you're in that position as special deputy, and then you go back to what you were before, brother, worship master, worship brother, whatever. Which is bizarre. but A little bit. <laughs> they tried. I guess they tried to change that at the last Grand Lodge we voted on, it and it didn't pass to to let special deputies keep. Their Matt, do you, do you know? I'm, I, I'm maybe I'm taking your thunder here. Maybe you're going to say this. Hopefully not. That we used to be right worshipful as a district deputy. I did not. Oh, look at that! I do, there's something David really? knows. <laughs> uh, I believe it was in 1950 or 19 in, in their 50s or 40s. Uh, they changed it. From right, we were right, right worshipfuls, and then they changed it to very worshipful. Interesting. Do you know why? Uh, I, I could bring up my research. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was the confusion between the the line, the grand line, and not. I think that's really what it was. Because I I don't think there was ever a time that our our officers, grand officers, were ever considered anything other than what Matt said, the worshipful brother or whatever title they were, brother, whatever, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was I was curious about is that you have additional positions, so maybe not just titles, but additional positions. Maybe we can kind of make that part two of the show here, or or the second half as we we're mm. going. But you mentioned the Percivant. We don't. I, I never say that right. But, but we don't, we don't <laughs> have that. Persuivant. Persuivant. Yes. Yeah, see, I, uh, we don't have that. We don't have that person. Well, uh, uh, I think. 
It's just a fancy word for Grand Stewart. <laughs> Basically, I think you're right. It's it's the a lot of yeah. the Grand Lodges consider that the first, the starting point for the Grand Line to go to Grand Master. I know in Idaho, that's the consideration. Mm-hmm. And in California, Montana as well, I believe. Uh, I, I remember when I was actually at the uh, Grand Master's Conference in Vancouver, I met the whatever that name is, I can never say the, the title, uh, for Montana. He was a young man. He was like in his 20s, and he was one of the youngest ever to be appointed. And the assumption is that he, if he should, or he's going to continue through the Grand Line to the Grand Master. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so, so in British Columbia, are your, are your elected officers, do they have a different title? Or are they rights or varies? Or? Um, uh, no, I think there's only rights and varies that they use. Um, in our Grand Lodge. And then, of course, once they get into the uh, Grand Masters, the, the most, right? The most right. worshipful. But, um, yeah, no, I think it's just rights and varies. Uh, so, but every Grand Lodge officer, uh, so, like, we have, other than the, the district deputies, I think they're the only ones who are right worshipfuls. Uh, everybody else is a very worshipful, you know, like the the Grand Persuivant, the Grand Director of Ceremonies, the all of those guys are very worshipful. Does that include also the like the steward or the wardens and secretary and that sort of stuff? They just go by Senior Grand Warden, wow, and they don't. Yeah, they don't. Uh, I don't think they have the the right writer very in front of it until you get to the, the Grand Master, which is the most worshipful, right? Mm-hmm. And does your yours retains the most worshipful status as well, right? Yes. Yes. I know there's some jurisdictions that they go back to being a right worshipful. Really? That the only the Grand Master while he's in office is the most worshipful. <clears throat> well, I think that's kind of appropriate. Um, but I can see why, you know, most guys who go through the the Grand Lodge offices and become a uh, most worshipful, um, they like the title. And so I could see them having a hard time giving that up. <laughs> I, I actually, I suggested once, and I still think it's true, uh, that I was going to uh, to introduce at Grand Lodge a, a resolution to make it that everybody loses their titles when they're out of office. And maybe keep Worshipful Brother, because that sort of differentiates if you can vote or not at Grand Lodge. But other than that, you know, everybody loses their title when they're done with their office. Very worshipful, very worshipful, right worshipful, whatever it is, most worshipful. And I, I happened to mention it in the presence of a grand, ma- a past grand master who said, "Yeah, that'll never pass." So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm guessing that's not going to happen. Anytime. Yeah, it, it probably wouldn't make it out of jurisprudence in our case. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah, point. It, probably, <laughs> it, would, it would probably be considered conveniently out of order every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so in, in Washington, I, I guess we should say since I've been peppering you with questions, um, so our Grand Master is most worshipful, and then the elected Grand Officers, past and present, are right worshipful, and then the current and past District Deputies are very worshipful. So we have very few right worshipful brothers, because the there's basically the, the four elected Grand Line members, and maybe if there's any past Grand Secretaries floating around. So there's, we only have, you know, a handful of them. And of the two past grand secretaries that I know, one of them was a past grand master. So he goes by most anyway. So I think uh, the, aren't there a couple of uh, grand secretary emeritus as well that, but I guess they retain right worshipful anyway. 
Yeah. So yeah, there's anyway, there's a, so we have a very small number of right worshipfuls. Whereas if all of our elected officers were right worshipful, obviously we'd have a, a lot more of them floating around out there. It's an interesting idea. I wonder why mm-hmm. the difference between very and right. I wonder if, if how how a jurisdiction considers one portion of that title higher than the other. Maybe that's should I should have researched. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if the if it pertains because I was always told that the whole worshipful thing um, harkens back to the the yieldy England where the or the right you know you were right worshipful could refer to a judge or something like that. So I don't know if if that was the rationale behind it or you know, by the time we were founded in 1860, whatever that things had changed. Well, I, I, if I have told you this story before, I may have told Steve and Connor and them in the past, but what, you know, when I first joined Masonry, I thought of the idea of worshipful. I, you know, I don't like to say that I worship anybody other than who I worship. Uh, <clears throat> and so I, I, I kind of stuck with me a little bit. I had a little bit I, of an issue with that title. And then <clears throat> Uh, but, but I kind of got over it. I just realized, okay, it's, it's like the military. You have titles, you know, that's just the way things are. It's not really who they are. It's, it's their titles, their name. And then, uh, a client of mine actually moved to Canada and she was, uh, posting on Facebook that she was going to have to, she said, well, I'm going to have to address the city council next week. Uh, she worked for the city and the mayor. And I'm just, there's no way I'm not going to be able to not laugh because they call him your worship. <laughs> And I said, ah, so our next time we had our scholarship dinner and the mayor, we had a female mayor that came, uh, was in our city in Auburn. And so I related that story to her. And so I said, we're going to call you now the worshipful mayor. <laughs> there you go. She liked that idea. I, I tried to get my, my wife to call me worshipful when I was in the chair, but it didn't work. <laughs> Never does. I, I actually heard on another podcast that there's a, um, in I believe it was Maryland, they they're trying to get this right in what they said. They're senior and junior grand wardens only, or the and the deputy grand master serve for no the senior and junior grand wardens. I'm sorry, serve only for one year, but the deputy grand master and the grand master serve for two years. So in theory, you're cranking out twice as many past grand wardens as you are past grand masters. Really? Is that? I wonder how that works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he, they, the guy on the podcast basically said it's not. Why would they do that? Rest. Like, it's just because you're a junior grand warden does not mean you're expected to ever be senior grand warden. It's just a, you know, you get elected for one year and congratulations kind of thing. Interesting. But the deputy grand master generally becomes the grand master. I'll be darned. But the wardens <laughs> are not necessarily related to that at all. And yeah, it was, it was <laughs> I, I just had this mental image of all these, you know, yeah, junior, past junior grand wardens floating around. <laughs> huh. It's weird that they do that because why would you churn that many through without you know having a sense of progression? Well, I guess on some <clears> level you can. That's not in your jurisdiction. Where is that? I think it was Maryland. Mm. So back on the east coast, I think it was. Oh, I I thought of it myself, and he didn't say this, but. In my head, you could sort of try more guys out that way, right? You could say, you know, well, I could elect Matt to be junior grand warden, but that guy's an idiot. He did he did a crappy job as junior grand warden, so now I don't ever have to make him grand master, right? Whereas in our more progressive system, generally speaking, if you get elected junior grand warden, things have to be really bad for you not to be elected senior grand warden. Very true. 
<clears throat> Very true. Looks like Steve is frozen on us. He might be. He might be. So I hopefully I haven't offended the whole grand line here. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So no, it's funny because on my screen it's Matt who freezes. Not crazy. Yeah. Well, the other thing I wanted to ask before we run out of time here, I wanted to ask about the different positions. Yeah, but I think it's my Wi-Fi connection. It could be. If, if you're here, Misty, I wanted to ask about the difference in the positions because I would assume that the you go from brother to being worshipful brother. That's the only that's the only step, right? There's no step in between there that you have. And so, I'm curious about the do for, for does the do the lodge positions mimic the Grand Lodge position. So do you have every station in Lodge that you do in Grand Lodge? So, I mean, for our example, we have the, you know, the pretty much all that stuff. So, yes, so, uh, Stewart deacons. Yeah, we have them all. And so, but you also have a couple of extra the the one I can't say, <laughs> can't pronounce. Well, persuade well technically, technically Grand Persuaden is just a fancier word for Stuart. Okay. So do you so know Stuart? He's, he's, they just, no, we have grand Persuivans. They used to be called grand stewards, uh, but somebody changed the fancy name to something that is hard to pronounce. It only took me two years to figure out how to pronounce it. <laughs> and I, I visited a lodge in Pennsylvania once and they had a Persuivan at the lodge level. And, but I think he was related to, I want to say he was the guy who did our job as junior deacon, what we would call the junior deacon position, where he monitored the door and that sort of stuff. He was sort of the inner guard, if you will. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think that's when I looked it up. I believe that's what I thought I read it to be more of kind of like almost like an inner, inner Tyler. Right. Yeah. Not the Tyler. From Pennsylvania, but it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Not the Tyler itself, but and, and not the junior deacon. Right. Our junior deacon guards the door. I don't, does the junior deacon guard the door in Canada? Inner guard guards the door. So you have an inner guard and a junior deacon? Yes. Oh. Interesting. How many, generally speaking, how many officers are there? Is it? Well, we started at stewards. We've got junior stewards, senior steward, inner guard, junior deacon, senior deacon, then go into the wardens, uh, the worshipful master, secretary, treasurer, um, director of ceremonies, Tyler. Do you have a musician? Chaplain. Uh, well, we have a, a position for one. It's open. <laughs> and uh, we have uh, a historian and a um, um, uh, lodge historian and uh, director of education. Okay. Wow. So there's at least three in there. I think that we don't have Matt. Is that right? At least. Yeah. There's the persuivant and the two directors and yeah, because we've got 13, inner, I think. Inner guard. Yeah. We have 13. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Counting the musician, which is frequently not filled. Well, that's, is that yeah. Matt, Steve, is that your, that's at your lodge level? Yes. And do you have that exact same structure at Grand Lodge or do you have more? In, like, for example, in the Grand uh, Lodge, we have a historian, but at the lodge level, we don't have a historian. Oh yeah, I I do believe that we have the same line in Grand Lodge as we do in Lodge. Okay. 
Which there, uh, there is a historian, but I think he's just pardon. Which, which makes which sense. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why we don't have a grand treasurer? I, I don't understand. You don't have a grand treasurer? Uh-uh. Nope. Uh-uh. Oh wow. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, he's he manages a lot of money, um, and you don't have somebody who does that. That's wild. Yeah. Um, who manages the money then? Uh, mostly the Grand Secretary with the input from the Finance Committee. Committee on Finance. Sorry. The Masonic Research and Education <laughs> Committee. But it looks like we're, we're running out of time here and I don't want to go over. Does anybody have any, any final thoughts on, on the titles and positions for Grand Lodge and Lodge officers? Well, my final thought would be, I think that it should be standardized globally. And then everybody would understand when they're visiting instead of being confused. That would mean we'd have to be organized, Stephen. <laughs> and agree with one another on something. On a train. Oh, oh man. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, how many missions does it take to change something? Yeah. <laughs> change? What change? Exactly, <laughs> Matt. I would love to see that that uh, resolution. I, I'd I'd like to see what happens on the floor. Uh, I, I, it would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm all even as a even now that I have one of those titles, I'm all for it personally. I'd rather melt back into the background than than be forever pointed at with purple on. Well, it is it is hard to. I'm constantly when I'm going to email somebody or try and communicate with somebody, think okay. Now, did he just get elected to something or did he, is he now the deputy or is he a past deputy or whatever? I don't want to offend him. I don't want to call him worshipful when he's actually a very worshipful or, you know, I don't, it is kind of cumbersome and it, it you'd think it should be just where you could write an email that says brother David and mm-hmm. we all should be fine. Yep. But some people get bent out of shape uh, about those titles. When we have our, our, uh, my, for my final thought anyway, when we have, uh, when we brief our new master masons at initiation, you know, there's a little spiel you go through about how to walk in lodge and all that sort of stuff. And that's one of the things I used to say as master was, you know, there's all these titles and I, I sort of briefly explained them. And then I said, but you know, we're all brothers, brothers should always work. And if it doesn't work, it's his problem, not yours, which is kind of a bad spot to put the new initiate in, honestly, <laughs> when I thought about it in retrospect, but in reality, that's in my personal opinion, that would be the ideal. So, so on that note, uh, I want to thank you all for coming to the Working Tools Masonic podcast this week. And on behalf of Steve Chung and uh, David Colbeth, I thank you for listening. See you soon. Bye.